Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, joined as always by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat writer here at the Miami Herald. How's it going, Anthony? Good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if he will even make the playoffs now. It's getting to that <laughs> Panic point. time, panic time. Um, you got the weekend off, kind of, which was yeah. nice, but it was, ended up being kind of an eventful weekend you missed out on uh, up in New York. Uh, we've actually got a lot to get to on uh, this episode, the Heat in the throes of their first losing streak of the season. So everyone is freaking out uh, all the way down to third in the Eastern Conference now. Um, I guess let's start there just with what kind of happened this weekend. Um, you know, it's been, you know, the Heat obviously are having this incredible season, you know, flirting with that 60-win pace for what feels like the entire season. Um had really, you know, dominant at home, had been dominant for the most part against sub-500 teams on the road, hadn't had a losing streak all year until the one they're in right now. But the last, you know, the, the weekend obviously was, it kind of all came to a head, but but the issues that have been bubbling for pretty much a month now where the Heat have been, you know, they've been a different team the last month than they were, I guess, the first, like, month and a half of the year, and it kind of came to a head this weekend. Yeah, I mean... The Heat have had a top 10 offense for most of the season. Yeah. Offense has not been the issue, surprisingly, after having one of the worst offenses last season. Um, it's really been defense. And it, these last two games were kind of like a microcosm of yeah. Everything the trends that have been going wrong for them lately. And the Heat have been able to pull out some close wins there with, like, you know, really good shooting at the end of games. Like, this it's going to even out like that's not sustainable where you, right. where you score you come back from seven points down against the Hawks with like a minute left like, like that's not going to happen all the time um, they've been able to mask some of their struggles with their really good offense I think they're eighth in offense right now mm-hmm. but their defense uh, was one of the worst in December and this month has not been that great I think it's been like I think it's like 15th or 14th this month so it's been mediocre and this in the last two games they shot they made a lot of shots 50% from the field over the two games but defensively, they were just bad. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with rim protection. And that's something they've struggled with all year. Um, over the season, they've allowed teams to shoot at a league high, like 66.6%, I think, at the rim. But they've been able to limit those opportunities, like 26 attempts per game, which is one of the fewest. But over the last two games, I think it is how many? Uh, over the last two games, the Knicks and the, and the, and the Nets averaged 38 shots at the rim per game. So that was the issue. Like, they weren't able to limit those opportunities right. last two games. And when you're allowing teams to shoot at a 60 to 70% clip at the rim, that's going to happen. And that's kind of what – that was the biggest uh, – that was the, the, the most – the biggest issue that they had over the, these two, this two-game losing streak was that, like, their defense at the rim, they don't really have a good uh, a rim protector. Um, guys on the perimeter struggle staying in front of – you know, staying in front of their offensive players. So it, that combination is – just wasn't good, and it, it kind of culminated with these two losses here in New York. Yeah, well, why do you think, again, I'm not surprised by the the rim protection dropping. You know, when you lose yeah. Hassan Whiteside, that was, that's the thing he brings that is inarguably something he brings that helps winning basketball. You lose him, you really don't replace him with anyone. Like, Myers and Kelly are obviously not rim protectors. And, and Bam, again, I think can be a good rim protector, but... That's not the role they're necessarily having him play, and he's he's more valuable in preventing guys mm-hmm. from get to getting to the rim. So that's not surprising. But but seeing the way that that has the ability from stopping guys 
from getting to the rim has changed over the last week is kind of glaring. I mean, they've got, you know, holes. Right. You know, guys like Tyler Hero is – he's going to let guys pass him, but he's going to make up for it in the offensive end. Kendrick Nunn's been similar. What, what do you think is kind of – made that flip for in the last, you know, obviously it's, it's been happening a little bit more lately. They've been, it's something Jimmy Butler's really been mm-hmm. harping on, but this weekend and just the, the overall downturn and that effectiveness, is there anything you've, you've kind of noticed or thought about that, that maybe is kind of leaning, leading to uh, that part of the game falling off for them? Well, I think I, I noticed this late in the Brooklyn game. Brooklyn was really just – they're trying to find the mismatch yeah. on the perimeter. And as more teams try to beat the heat and game plan for them and they have time to game plan for them, opponents are going to do that. They're going to try mm-hmm. to find the mismatch on the perimeter. And like you said, if they find that mismatch, they can probably get into the paint, and that's where the heat really don't have a, a traditional rim protector. Right. Um, so that's that's the biggest struggle. And, you know, some of it you could say is breakdowns on defensively. I mean, there's some new guys in the, in the rotation right now. I mean, James Johnson is yeah. – He's been playing well. Well, it seems like he's maybe like they're hoping he's a salve to some of this, right? He is, and we could talk about that in a little bit. But I mean, they it's it's an interesting situation because Myers has started next to Bam now pretty much the entire season, Mm -hmm. and it's a good fit offensively. Bam can stay in the paint. Myers stretches the court. He's a very good shooter. He's a good passer. Um, He kind of stays within his role. He knows his role. Um, But defensively, I mean, that's the trade off, right? I mean, they kind of have to pick one because. Myers also allows Bam to roam defensively and kind of uses athleticism and versatility as you know on that end of the court. Um, but one could argue maybe Bam should be playing more in the paint to kind of solve some of those rim protection issues. But then you lose some of that, some of his versatility on the defensive end. So it's like you kind of have to pick one. And right now that he, I mean, the Heat went with Myers and Bam, and it's worked. I mean, they have a good record. So you can't say it hasn't worked. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously worked. They have one of the best offenses in the league, but. Defensively, it's been a struggle lately, and it's going to be interesting to see what they kind of what they turn to. I mean, do you put James into the starting lineup next to Bam? Is James maybe the guy that you could turn to um, to be that? You know, you you put Bam more in a traditional role defensively as a center, and then James can be that versatile guy who can switch on the different players. Maybe that's the way to go. And James is still pretty good offensively, so it's not like you lose that much offensively. So uh, there are ways that he you know Spolster can turn to, but. Um, you know, I, I do think, yeah, some of it is maybe, as Jimmy said, effort, but a lot of it too is is personnel. And, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of the interesting part of all this. Yeah, it is interesting the way that mostly Jimmy talks about, but obviously like Spo too, and they feel like there are fixes, or at least they talk like there are fixes that they can make. Maybe I don't know necessarily scheme wise, but like you're saying, that effort part of the equation. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, the only like obvious fix is. For justice to get healthy, right? Yes, like yeah. that is this. If this this team is going to be at its best when they're preventing guys from getting to the rim, you know, obviously that's what Jimmy does best. That's what Justice does best. That's what James Johnson does best. Mm-hmm. Like their four best defenders when fully healthy are Jimmy, Justice, Bam, and James Johnson. Unless I'm forgetting something, I get maybe Derek Jones. Derek Jones, yeah. Um, but those four, at least the four I mentioned, are they're like on-ball type guys. They're guys who are going to stop their guy from getting past them for the most part. And then, you know, Derek is a little bit more, I think, of like a, a freelancer type guy. You know, gets in the passing lanes, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we it's something that I feel like we still end up talking about just once a week or something is that, that lineup that the 
Justice, Jimmy, Bam trio they used at the end of some games when right before Justice got healthy or got hurt, um, one of the most recent times he got hurt right. now at this point, they were locking teams down. And that's going to, assuming they get fully healthy, that's going to be an option at some point. Um, so there is a fix in the organization. It's yeah. just a, a matter of are they really, you know, can you trust Justice to get back on the court at this point? And, you know, you you don't want to have only one solution. You want to have multiple right. solutions. And you might – you have to be ready to lose some – maybe some offensively. Like yeah. you might, Maybe you won't be as efficient offensively, but you got to have to find that balance. And one thing I just thought about actually – in the preseason, I think it was before the Orlando Magic game, I, I asked Eric Spolster, I said, you know, how different is it when you don't have a classic rim protector like a sound white? Yeah. Not really – we didn't know this to be that big, this big of an issue. Um, and he is, is – when looking back at his answer, it's kind of interesting. He said, you know, uh, you would really prefer to have rim protecting on that final layer, but being able to contain the ball on the perimeter and limit those assaults to the rim can also affect the game even more so than that. Right. And that's what they were of, doing for a while. Exactly. That's kind of when you have when you have Justice healthy and you're able to put him on the court with Jimmy and, you know, maybe Goran or, or Kendrick Nunn or even Tyler Hero, like you're able to mask some of those struggles. But – when you have Jimmy as your perimeter defender, and that's pretty much it. I mean, Derek Jones too, but you know, he's more like just, an energy guy. He's more guy. of an energy guy, yeah. and he's you know he play, he's he also plays some in the paint because he plays power yeah. forwards a lot of times. So, but ha- not having Justice there, it hurts a lot. And yeah. you're seeing, and I know it's not just one guy. One guy's not gonna, but he would fix a lot of this, right? You know, and and the Heat depend on that perimeter defense, like Eric Spoelstra was saying, to to kind of make up for not having a rim protector, and they just. They haven't done that well lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to Justice in a little bit because he that injury just keeps lingering for him. Um, but is there a trade? Do you think that they could make? That's I mean that's the fix, right? right. We both think it's personnel. Is there a trade out there that you think they should be trying to? I feel like we've because we've talked about trades yeah. just kind of in passing a lot throughout the year, and I think both of us have kind of been in the camp of like. Chill, yeah, like wait. Relax, yeah. yeah, you got a good first roster. losing streak of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there are there are some glaring issues, like we've been talking yeah. about. Like there are some issues that you say, okay, this is not something that's like, okay, you just go into practice and you fix it. Right. Like there is some personnel issues, and there are some choices that he'd have to make. Maybe the personnel, like you said, is on the is on the roster. Right. Right. But you're making a trade off maybe for the offensive end or for certain things where maybe you're not going to be as good in other areas to make up for the defensive lapses. Um, so yeah, I mean. In a perfect world, you would trade for a big man who could help solve all these issues, but mm-hmm. that's just not, it's just not that easy. Right. I mean, there's challenges like Bam is going to play 35, 37 minutes a game. Yeah. So you kind of have to find a big man who can play with him. And really the only big men who can play with him are stretch fives, stretch fours. And but that guy also has to be able to, to defend in the paint and also protect the Yeah, like there's not a lot of like, stretch fives who protect the rim. It's like I, yeah, there's like a handful like, maybe. Yeah. And it's not – I mean, you're going to have to give up big Something. pieces. Yeah, good pieces to, to get them. So um, I just don't think it's that easy. I mean, I know people have brought up Steven Adams, for instance. Like, yeah, he might solve some of the defensive issues, but can he play with Bam offensively? Yeah. I, I don't – like, I don't think that could happen. I don't think they'd be able to play together. Andre Drummond, he can't play with Bam. It's like Hassan and Bam, they never played together. Um, so I just don't know how, how prudent making those moves would be. Um, one name that kind of I keep coming back to is LaMarcus Aldridge. 
who yeah maybe he's not a lead rim protector but he's at least a rim like he's a, he's a guy he's, a presence. he's doing back there he's yeah. a presence he he's, can and shoot. he's become actually a good defend I think the advanced metrics actually good like him as a defender um, the way he's kind of developed on that side of the floor in the last couple of years yeah so. I, and, and he's a good offensive player he could shoot I mean maybe he doesn't have like the three point range but I, he could probably develop it yeah I mean, he has a shot so and probably the the most important part of all this is he's a free agent in 21, so he wouldn't right. be in the books in 2021, which is when the Heat want to preserve that cap space to go after a max free agent. Um, so there's a lot of like moving parts with all this. It's just not as easy as saying, okay, we're gonna get a big man who could fix all these issues. Like, it's not. It's it. They have to. It has to be a good match, and I just don't know how many matches there are out there. Well, Marcus the, Aldridge shooting 45% from three this year on two and a half attempts a game. Okay, there That's you go. Good. I mean, he makes sense. He's a guy that would make sense. I mean, you're going to have to give up some pieces for him, but if you think for the next two years you go with a core of Bam, Jimmy, yeah, Aldridge, and Tyler Hero, for instance, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good core. You're probably going to get pretty far in the East, um, and then you still have that cap space in 2021. That, 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 to me, makes some sense. You know Pat Riley likes LaMarcus. I mean, they had that meeting. That famous meeting when the Heat did not have cap space, but they still met with him yeah. in LA. Um, so they, you know, Pat has always liked Aldridge, so that makes sense. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what San Antonio wants. You know, the it's a t- basically a two-year rental at this point. So um, yeah, how much are you gonna give up for him? Right. That the the question of what you give up for a guy is what complicates it. Obvi- obviously, yeah. Um, Part of it, me wonders. Then, like, do you wait to see what's on the buyout market? Maybe at some point, like, I, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head of some of those guys are gonna, that are going to be out there. But, um, but are they better? Are they going to be better than mine? Are they account? better than what you have? Right. Um, but again, you just don't have enough to trade for a guy, right? It's just funny because he unless makes you're going to give up like justice, which you might, maybe you have maybe to. at this point because of some of his injury yeah. concerns, you probably would. Have you, to. you have to. Yeah, and and are you at least consider it? Right, and it's just interesting because, like, anytime you talk about trades, you're like, who would he give up to match salary, right? Uh-huh. To, there's obviously, like, rules to making a trade. It can't just be, like, all this salary for nothing. A lot of the Heat's biggest pieces, like, the most effective pieces are making nothing. Like, they're making right. so little money that it's so hard to kind of put together a package that would work to get, like, a Aldridge who's making 20-plus million a year. You know, like, so it's it might have to be justice. It might have to be, like, a... Another player like Derrick Jones or Kendrick Nunn, who's mm-hmm. making you know two million, but it's still he's a he's a piece at chip because he's on a on a good contract and he's a good player, and then maybe like a Myers Leonard or Kelly, you know, like it might have to be a three, like you, you might have to put some pieces together to make it work. So it's not just going to be you're going to have to give up a good amount of players to get a guy making big money because they don't have that one. I mean, they have Jimmy, but you're not going to trade Jimmy. Right, you're right. Add combine these aggregate these salaries to make the numbers work. Right, Dion is like the one salary that like would have been perfect to throw in, but yeah, is someone really going to do the heat the I don't know. the favor of taking that salary? Probably Even not if the Spurs. Means, <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe like if you yeah. traded with like a team that's not a contender, like if you went and got like Bain. I don't know what Bain's salary is, right. but just like a with like a team like that, maybe they would do the sign and and wave thing just to get to that it, asset. Yeah, yeah. And make the deal work. Yeah, and another name too we should probably mention it because he's also been mentioned a lot by fans and outside sites and all that. But Drew Holiday, who is not a rim protector, but he would definitely right. help on the yeah, perimeter. Yeah, so that I guess is the other thing. Are you, if you're the Heat, are you only looking at big guys? I mean, plus maybe like a Drew Holiday because he's like a star. But like, are you looking for anything else? Like, are you looking for a guy who's just 
can be that justice. You know, mean, if, if you don't know justice is going to be held there, you're looking right. for that guy who can and do that same defensive thing as him at least, be your you know, third perimeter defender and, and give you the access to those super switchy lineups. lineups yeah, I mean. He does. Yes, but they have so many perimeter players already. Yeah. He's enough to take Right, you don't want to take those minutes away from, from Tyler, Tyler or Kendrick. Kendrick. Like, I know they have flaws on right. defense, but the point of this season, obviously, like, the way the Heat are playing, like, you, I'm sure they're thinking, like, hey, we can get to the finals, but mm-hmm. that's your core long-term. Those those two guys are a huge part of your core long-term. You need to let them play through some of these. Right. And, and the thing was, and they're so valuable on offense. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, they're very good. There's a reason players. you're 24-12, and 12, or not 34-12, and 12, or whatever they are right now. And Drew, to be fair, is better two-way player than all of them. I mean, 27-12. and 12. 27 12, right. But, I mean, they have, what, tied, I think, percentage points behind the second-best record in the East and, like, probably the fourth-best record in the NBA yeah. at this point. Big yeah. picture, like, things <laughs> yeah. are going well. But Drew Holiday, he is, I mean, he would immediately be, what, the Heat's second or third-best Yeah, team and player. I love Drew Holiday. I it's think he'd be an awesome player. feet with the hit. Yeah, good fit. Feet. With the heat. A good fit. Um, he could play, <laughs> good, good fit. Good, <laughs> good fit. Um, he, he's a good offensive player. He can obviously defend very well. Jimmy Butler has talked about Drew before in the you know in the past saying he really likes his game. Um, but again, there's that twenty twenty one issue where Drew has a player option for twenty six million bucks that maybe he'll turn down but you just don't know. Yeah. And if he opts in, I know people will say, Well he got Jimmy with no cap space, but that's that's not I mean that's hard yeah. to do. So most likely to get a guy like Giannis or a big name free agent. Well, yeah, to and to do that, though, the whole idea of going to get a guy in 2021, we don't have to get totally right. derailed on this, is you have all these other guys you've put in place, right. and to clear the space or make the trade work, you have to get – then you'd have to trade Tyler Hero, probably, like, I mean, to, to get that space freed up. And yeah, because, right. the, you know, someone's going to be able to hold him hostage. Right, because they need that. Right. right. And and maybe Drew – you can make an argument that the smart move for Drew is maybe to opt out and get a multi-year contract. It'll be like 30 at that point. He can probably get close to 25, 27 million yeah. for multi-years, but you just don't know. You don't know if he's gonna get hurt next year, and all of a sudden he he's like, ah, I'm gonna opt in. It's a smart move for me. There's no guarantee. So by trading for Drew, you're risking that. That's it. This is your core. Right. You're not gonna go. You're probably not gonna be able to get a 20, you know, a free agent in 2021. So it's not that. It's just not as easy as everyone's making it seem. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the Heat are playing well. I don't think there's any need to be desperate. There are needs. But every team has a need, right? So, except maybe the Clippers. <laughs> Even them. I'm sure there's something they want in a trade. But someone who can play some games. Yeah, someone <laughs> who can play and, get, and stay healthy. But, um, yeah, I, I just I don't think the Heat are, need to be desperate. They're in no position. You know, they're not in a position where they have to be like, we got to do something here. They're playing well. They're fighting for home court in the East. They're probably going to stay fighting for home court in the East for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have young chips, young pieces that are – that. They can build around, and they're going to have cap space in two years. Like, let's settle down. Yeah. This was never supposed to be a year where they were going to win a championship. This was a year where you're like, we want to see development from players, and we want them to be competitive, and we want them to make the playoffs, maybe win a round. Like, we have to keep this in all in perspective here. All right. So we'll probably ask this question about, like, seven more times between now and the trade deadline, but would you – just yes or no question – or not yes or no, but would you make a trade or stand pat? Um – if it's for LaMarcus Aldridge or a player of that caliber that isn't, wouldn't be on the books in 2021, I would say I would look into making a trade. If not, I would not. I saw most in almost like 90% of the scenarios, I would not would make not, a trade. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that's right. Yeah, I just, I just, I just don't think there needs to be. I don't think they need to make a move unless it really is the right one. Yeah. All right, so like we said, the X factor in all of this is Justice Winslow's health, and I guess another setback is the way to put uh, what happened this weekend. Um, he played, finally. He got back on the court, and then just as quickly as he got back on the court, he was back off the court. Um, that back flaring up again. Uh, missed the last two games of the three-game road trip. Um, minutes were obviously very limited in that Indiana game. Yeah. To kick off the road trip. No update yet on his status for uh, this upcoming. No. Yeah, they got one game at home and then another two game road trip and then they're back home for a while. Um, this is like we've, we've this had this conversation now. a million times. But like, what's your temperature on your concern level for, for Justice Winslow? I think you have to be concerned just yeah. because, like, he was out for, what, a month and then he came back for one game, played, what, 15 minutes and then had a setback. Yeah, and backs are nothing. To, it's not like it's just like a, a finger injury. Right. Like it's a back is a serious thing, and um, you, know, you hope it's just a bone bruise and something that could heal with time. But as long as this this goes on, you have to wonder like, is there something deep, more serious at hand here? Yeah. You know, obviously we don't know right now. You know, Justice left the trip early to go see a back specialist in Miami um, this weekend. We're still waiting to hear back kind of what what, what right. came out of that, but. Um, yeah, no I mean, practice today, so they kind of like you kind of keep it. Yeah, I'm sure tomorrow we'll hear tomorrow more. Tomorrow we Tuesday. might get an update. Yeah, but I, I mean, expectation is I would be shocked if he played this week. Like, he yeah. just had a setback, especially with another road trip coming up. Yeah. Like, right, he's not going to travel, right? Like, he's not going to travel. I'm guessing he's probably not going to practice tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's concerning, and he's. Yeah, I know the Heat have been winning without him, but he's important. Yeah, and I mean, like it, for everything we just touched yeah. on, right? We just laid out why he's so important. And if you're the heat, you're the kind of heat fan who's freaking out about this two-game losing streak. Yeah. You know, or just you know, finally it's a two-game losing streak. It's finally time we get to like kind of pick some nits with this team. He answers like he's a reason why they had a losing streak like this. Like, would they have the same? You know, would they have a better record if he had played every game this year? Probably not. Probably not. like no. Maybe by one win. One like game. yeah. Because these guys who were, would he'd be taking minutes from have been so good, but. Yeah, you know, in these close games, he's another option. It, it gives you two different. It gives you two different looks. It gives you your offense look. It gives you your defense look. Maybe you do have one or two more wins because you can throw yeah. that lineup out at the end of the game. And I think that against good teams, you kind of need him. Yeah. Just like we talked about, like for defensive purposes, you know, and especially, I mean, playoffs are a long way away, but you kind of need him in to win playoff games. I think. Just yeah, at a certain point, defensive. you want to like start be like. Figuring out what your playoff look is going to be. You know, we're not halfway through the year yet, right. obviously. But but if this is a serious injury, like. And who knows? I mean, that's that's the concern, right? Like, this turns into something where right. all of a sudden we get a, re- a press release in a week and it's like Justice is going to be out indefinitely. He's having something, you know, something, an X, an MRI showed something in his back. Like, that's the big concern. Yeah. And as long as this goes on, that becomes more of a concern because, you know, to miss a month or two from back t- tightness, like, that's yeah. not a thing. So, you know, you, it's becoming more and more concerning, I would say. And, like, the numbers show they're a better team with Justice on the court. Yeah. Uh, the defensive rating when he's on the court, 99, which is, like, elite. Yeah, yeah. That would be, like, second in the league, I think, behind one in the Milwaukee. Is number, number one, one ahead of Milwaukee? Yeah. I mean, his individual defensive rating. Oh, his individual. Sorry, individual. I was thinking of the one the, when the you get the three of them on. 
the individual defensive rating is 99, which is the best out of any yeah. Heat rotation player. Right. Um, wow, well, he's only played 11 games, but still. Yeah. Point is, like, they're offensively, maybe they're not as good when he's on the court, but they still a good offense. Yeah. But defensively, they are an elite defensive team. Um, the league's best defensive team when he's playing on the, you know, when he's, yeah. on, when he's playing on the court. So that would fix a lot of these issues. So, <laughs> I mean, the, you know, you have to ho- you have to hope as a Heat fan and as you know as a coach and as a, as a player that he's going to be back soon. Yeah, I wasn't. You know, I know there were like kind of conspiracy theories almost like when he was out for I don't remember how many in a row he missed with the back injury. Like, how is this taking yeah, so long? It's like just the back. Or like that. I wasn't like that concerned because backs are you know it's yeah. early in the year. It's a back. You want to be cautious with a back. But the fact that clearly he and the Heat thought he was ready to get back out there and then right away something happened yeah. again, that makes you concerned about, um, you know, not maybe not necessarily that the back was – the injury was worse than we thought, but just that there might be something chronic there, that, you know, the way he runs maybe causes his back to act up. Like there's lots of, like, biometric stuff with guys right. that, that could lead to chronic issues with – and, and that's not a place you want to have a chronic issue. No, I was going to say the back. I mean, that's like you, you don't want any issues with that. Yeah. And, you know, he's a young guy. He's, he's a, I mean, he's he's part of their core. Right. You want that. You want him to be healthy. And so much good has happened with this Heat team, especially with its young core where they've developed into these, play, you know, really good players. Like Bam has taken a big jump this year. Tyler Heroes all of a sudden turned into like almost an untouchable player for yeah. this team. Kendrick Nunn is, you yeah, know, rookie of the year might be, yeah, rookie of the year. And Justice, when he was playing, he was playing well. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of been the one disappointment, not because of his not his fault, but just the disappointment is he can't stay on the court. Yeah, you can't really, you haven't been able to really see how he fits with this roster right. and kind of what he can bring to this team. Yeah, it is a little unusual. There have been like so many good vibes. We've, we've talked so much about how good the chemistry is, and then there's just Justice. This again, not his fault, but yeah. this guy who's supposed to be such a big part of what you want to do long term. You know, he was one of the le- like. I think we thought coming into this year, like, it was, you know, Jimmy, obviously, but, like, he and Bam were, like, kind of the – with the Jay Rich gone, those guys were, like, yeah. kind of the core of the chemistry. The relationship between all these young guys um, yeah. was was really good last year with, the like, the Bam, Jay Rich, Derek, and Justice, like, click was, yeah. was so central to, like, the team chemistry. And Justice just hasn't been, like, a part of it. It's like he's he's been watching it all from – Literally watching it all from Side the sidelines, yeah. and a lot of the time watching it from his couch or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's been a tough. And how long ago does it feel that a twenty-seven point performance in the opener, at yeah. twenty-seven with Jimmy out that against Memphis at home to open the season at twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists, and remember the headline saying this is Justice's team now, Justice and Jimmy, and like it just yeah. feels like so long ago. Like yeah. so much stuff has changed since then. All right, uh, a couple little things to hit on before we wrap up. Um, first one is the news. Uh, I guess the newest bit of news, the Chris Silva um, sources say we'll get a two-year deal with a player option. Right. Or, yeah, team option, sorry, right? Yeah. And it, team it, option for the third year. Converting also, that two-way deal yeah. lets them uh, sign another guy on a two-way contract. Um, Well-deserved, right? Yeah, I mean, I think... It, Even though he's fallen out of the rotation, which is like right. kind of interesting that they're doing it now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, part of it is just the timing of the contract. Like, right. This is, the, I guess, Tuesday's. This is gonna be finalized Tuesday, which makes sense because Tuesday's the first day they'll have enough money under the hard cap to 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 sign Chris. So it's the soonest they could have done this. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is the plan all along. It's why they haven't been worried about his 
days. He's, he's been practicing with the team. He's been, he's been active in games where he's not playing. So, like, they yeah. haven't really – you've seen, like – They the haven't minute. worried about that uh, no. limit. I don't remember I, the, the day. Yeah, they haven't worried about the clock. Like, they've – I think they've known for about a month that this is – they were going to do yeah, this, this, you know. Yeah, this is the plan. Um, he's fallen out of rotation with, you know, spoke kind of tightening things up a little bit. But I think they still like his skill. Like, yeah, They obviously. like his potential, obviously. and. <laughs> Three-year deal with a player option, third year, team option, the third year. It allows the Heat to have his bird rights, um, which similar thing they did with uh, Kendrick Nunn too, where they right. signed him on the final day of last season, which allowed them to have his bird rights too. So mm-hmm. obviously, bird rights are important when those players hit free agency. So it's a it's a smart move, um, well deserved. Like he's earned everything he's gotten. He was an undrafted guy, earned a two-way contract in summer league and in the offseason, and now earned himself a standard deal. Like he's earned all of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. It's not a huge surprise, but um, uh, it is definitely newsworthy. And he is the fifteenth player on the roster, so their roster is full right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it's an, a reminder that even as he's fallen out of the rotation, he's got like a role long term. You know, because right. I mean, you, you know, they're gonna have more space. You know, when whenever my you know Myers probably isn't gonna be a player here forever. Maybe he mm-hmm. will be, but like. You know, James Johnson's certainly not going right. to be here forever. Like, there's a year down the road, two years down the road, he's going to be a uh, you know the backup center or whatever, probably. On Kelly this team. has a player option this year. Yeah, just on like there's there's going to be space for him, and um, I think we've just kind of been spoiled by like guys coming in and being awesome right away. It's like a it's a long term move. Yeah, and it's another guy. And probably. he helps obviously. You know, he's been good this year, and and I'm yeah. still think there will be four or five more games this year where Silva comes in and, and changes the game with yeah. his He's a rim protector, energy. right? Yeah. I mean, they, they don't have... He doesn't, doesn't have, doesn't have quite the size, no. I guess, that you want, but... He's not a traditional rim protector, but yeah. he can still... He's athletic, and he blocks shots, and he protects the paint, so... that's they're gonna, I mean, yeah, like you said, he'll have some games where he changes things a little bit when they put him in there with yeah. his energy and his athleticism at that position. Um, but he's just another guy like Kendrick, like Duncan, uh, like Derek, where you get him on these affordable contracts... And you have them locked up long term, and that's how you that's how you build good teams. Where you have yeah. these guys on on cheap contracts, where you could then surround the star with affordable right. players that could help out. You know, and Silva's just another guy, another guy they can develop into into that type of piece. All right, uh, let's wrap up with the most fun story of the week, and that was Jimmy Butler's uh, beef with T.J. Warren. Uh, like you said, we weren't there, no. so we we kind of missed out on all the fun, but. Uh, well, what did you think watching that happen? It was kind of our first, like, Jimmy yeah. uh, uncensored moment we've I, had in Miami, right? Yeah, I would like to know what TJ said to him. Yeah. Apparently he there was something TJ said that set him off. Because the foul wasn't, I mean, yeah, he grabbed his arm. Yeah. I guess he could have dislocated his shoulder or something. But it wasn't like this dirty play or anything by TJ Warren. Like, it just looked like something had been building up. Yeah. And it just kind of reached a point where Jimmy was fed up and... Yeah, it was kind of. I mean, it was fun. Like, yeah, it was well, I love that Jimmy's like he can't guard me, and Jimmy had fourteen points in know, the game. Yeah. Like, well, he, like he was good. Shots. He was five he to seven shots, or something yeah. like that. Right. But it wasn't like he had a forty-point <laughs> yeah. game. Right. And TJ Warren, I, I mean, he didn't have a good night either. But he's had a good season. Like, yeah, he's pretty good. pretty good. I always like TJ Warren. It's not trash. I would say he's a little better than trash. Yeah, I think he's bad on. I get this. I don't watch them very often. I don't yeah. pay attention to him very much. But it, I, I watched him beat Syracuse when I was in college uh-huh. in the ACC tournament one year. I don't think he plays very much defense, but he can score. He can score. 18 points a game he's averaging. Yeah. He's I mean, a little, he's, like, Rudy Gay-ish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not a bad player. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy just wasn't having it that night. Yeah. And uh, 
He was fined a good amount for it. I was so, what yeah. do you think about his social media post after the game? That was, well, other than the fact that he only laid 14 points when he said yeah. it, that was probably my favorite part. Was and I loved all the the Heat players all like Rally. retweeting it. It was yeah. great. Yeah, you don't. I mean, honestly, you don't see that often. No, especially with like a post like that where, I mean, it drew a fine from the NBA. I mean, part of I think Jimmy was fined thirty five thousand dollars. I think he got fined more than oh, he TJ did. Warren I think, did. I think TJ was twenty five thousand. Yeah, and maybe around thirty five thousand for Jimmy, and it yeah. was because of the post games <laughs> post he made of kind of circling that I think March twenty date of yeah, the next it matchup. Is, uh, when is it? Yeah, it's March, March 20, 20 right? in Indiana. And then they come here April 7th, right down the stretch of the year, actually. That could be a big, like, playoff yeah, implications Those game. two games will probably be – yeah, those those two teams will probably be close to the close to each other in the standings. So yeah. those will be big games. And, yeah, it'll be, I mean, I think that game needs to go on national TV. Like, that's going to be yeah. a T.J. Warren that's versus Jimmy Butler that game. That Tuesday, you can get that on uh, NBA TV, right? Instead yeah. Tuesday oh, by then, TV. I think TNT is having it. Yeah, yeah, I guess by then TNT is the Tuesdays. And Old Depot will be back. Yeah. So you can make it even more interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it's surprising, I would say, that it's taken this long for Jimmy to kind of have one of those, <laughs> those blow-ups. But uh, uh, not surprising to see it just because, you know, he has the reputation of being competitive on the court, and you don't mess with Jimmy. The, the blowing <laughs> a kiss was pretty great. That like, it's a good. reminder of the, the Jimmy is, like, the meme lord of the yeah. NBA, the of most chiffable guy in the I don't, even think, probably. I don't even think he means to. Like, it just happens. I think it's, it's just, just natural. his personality, and he's yeah. very expressive. And yeah, just that's what makes it even better. Like, he doesn't. It's not like something that he's trying to do. It just happens. Yeah, naturally. It's like between him and Lance Stevenson. Yeah, God, it's so funny how like what is the what are the chances that there's gonna be another like is there gonna be a third kiss event between the Heat and the Pacers? Just like when I guess it wasn't a kiss, but he blew in LeBron's ear. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Lance <laughs> LeBron's ear. Like, there's just what are the chances between these two teams? Yeah, and then he got to go on the Daily Show like the next night or two. Yeah, it was the, next the next night. night. The next night, yeah. Which they had, they had that to talk about. I think yeah. that was like half the interview, pretty much. It yeah. was only like a three or four minute like sit. Yeah, down. it was quick. He had nothing to talk about. Like right, yeah, <laughs> I was, thought it was weird. He went yeah. off like it's not like he had a book to promote. Yeah, it, I guess they're friends. I guess they have a relationship. But yeah, they, that was like half the interview. Yeah, and, and, and you know he kind of made fun of Jimmy a little bit for yeah. that. Yeah. All right, I think we can finish there. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on right now? Uh no, I mean I, yeah, I did, it was a road trip. Yeah, I guess. it was a road trip. I wasn't on the trip, but um, but I think we have to keep an eye on the defense. Like this week, yeah, I know it's, it's been a the last few weeks. I feel like we've been saying that we're like, is is there going to be a turn for the better? Yeah, for you this can't defense? lose to the Knicks and like not do anything. Not about respond. It, right? like, yeah. This yeah. I mean, this is what the forty-one game mark. The Heat, the Heat will hit the forty-one game mark this week after Friday's game in Oklahoma City. Um, you know. They have to shore that up. They have to shore the defense up. So I think it's, you know, this week is going to be important if they can find some way to improve that, whether it's through a mm-hmm. lineup change or, as Jimmy says, effort. But I, I think that's the thing to keep an eye on this week. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, I'm on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, I haven't really written any Heat stuff in a while, but whatever. You will be soon. Yeah, they're back home for a little <laughs> bit and then mostly on Super Bowl prep duty right now, so. Um, Thanks, as always, for listening, everyone, um, and we will uh, talk to you next week.